1: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 91 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always by my mainest man, but not just the mainest man. Today we got the magic man checking in, David Taylor, Willie Sailor. What's going on, guys? Good morning. Good morning. Good to have DT on. Absolutely. Good way to start the show Thursday. David, um, let's get to it right now. Let's not waste any time. Let's talk <laughs> Nolf to I'm I'm, Let's get this out of the way because you and Willie both called it. Let's get the gloating out of the way. You had a good feeling Noval was going to win. Um, talk about your emotions during that match and why you felt so confident in Jason.
0: Well, I mean, I didn't. Jason just a he's a very just a special human being, but I mean, he's just a special wrestler. I mean, there's not many people who are as talented as he is in as many areas of wrestling. You know, it's just. You know, I've been around him for the last couple of years, and just seeing him when he comes in the room and just the way he is. I mean, just this, this group of, of of guys that we have. I mean, it, they're just so unique. I mean, they're not talking about trying to be all Americans. I mean, these guys are like fighting each other about who's going to win the Hodge Trophy. You know, it's just crazy. You know, just and they were talking about that the day they stepped on campus. You know, they just have had kind of a different perspective, and I think that kind of says a lot to the, the culture of Penn State over obviously the last uh, few years I think, since Coach Anderson has kind of taken over the program. But you know, I just you know, Jason is a guy that the more action there is in a match, you know, the the more. I believe it, it tends to be in his favor, and I, I mean, you're talking about he's going up against the undefeated national champion. I mean, he's going up, up against a really quality guy, and I didn't want to. I was hoping that I didn't, you know, put, you know, put it out there and, and something bad happen to Jason, but I just felt uh, really confident in him and, and his abilities when he goes out and wrestles. He's just, uh, I, I, I don't really know how to explain it. I was like nervous getting ready for the match, and I was just like. <laughs> hoping that he'd out in certain situations. And I know where he's obviously really good in some situations. And as the match went on, I could just see it really starting to favor Knopf uh, more and more. And it just uh, he just has like a – he really has like a, a kale-type mindset. You know, he just doesn't let certain things get into his head. And that's one of the things that made kale so great is he just – he just saw things in a whole different way than I think, you know, 99% of, of the people think. And, and Jason has a similar type mindset um, where he's just so focused, knows what he wants to do and he just is going out and doing it. I mean, I, I, I was looking the other day at your article. I mean, he's, he's a freshman. He's got 91% bonus rate. I mean, he's out there just, he's wrestling like he's been wrestling college for the last five years and he's only had 23 matches. So, yeah. I mean, it, he's, uh, it was definitely an exciting match to watch. And I mean, I think it's, uh, those two are going to battle a couple more times this year, and I think it's going to be really exciting.
1: What were your – I guess you weren't probably there. You were watching watching online. Were, were you freaking out there in the living room or wherever you were watching when, when he put him on his back there?
0: Yeah, I I, uh, I really thought that going to the match, you know, my, my kind of take on it was somebody was going to create a scramble. I, I believe that back points were going to determine the match. I didn't necessarily think that it was going to end the way it did, I thought that somebody was gonna try and scramble, someone was gonna kinda of throw their back, they like a, you know, take down two backs, and take down and, and the four swipe and really kinda of change that match but and it really happened early in the match when uh you know, I don't yeah. remember exactly the scramble when almost like getting thrown and somehow just landed like a cat, came out of the scramble I marked to roll through the rest kind of two swipes and then and, and then didn't uh get back points. And that right there was like I remember right there kind of jumping out of my seat, like, holy smokes, that was what I was talking about. You know, that was that, was that, that two-fit. You know, that was that takedown of back points. And, you know, obviously, then Imar came back and took Nolte down, and then it was just uh, kind of a back and forth, and then they got in that scramble. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, in, in, in from Imar's perspective, I mean, it's it's tough. You know, it's tough being the undefeated national champion because he, he had a great season last year, and he, he had a really prominent season as a freshman. I mean, similar to how we're talking about Nolf right now. That was, you know, as it it seemed for him last year, it's about this time he was being green. And, you know, as a, you know, coming in as a freshman, you know, you don't really have those expectations. People think, okay, maybe you can be national champion. Maybe you can be an All American. But there's always kind of that what if factor. But until you solidify yourself as being, you know, the national champion, now all the expectations on you. And in Iron shoes, you know, all I want to talk about was his comparison to, to Kale and to the undefeated record. And that's just a lot of kind of things to be thinking about the whole time. And then you got this kid coming up that's, going out and he's as dominant as you are and you know, there's this big matchup talking about it and it's his it's his home gym and there's just probably a lot of emotions going on in, in uh in Armar's head at the same time. So I think that kind of plays into that to that match a little bit and kind of the flow of how it went. Yeah. But you know ultimately you know, those two are they're both very young and I think they're gonna be similar weight classes for the next few years. Yeah, so I, I think know. you know from from a wrestling from a wrestling fan perspective, I think you're gonna see some battles. Um, you know, I don't think that's the only one we're going to see, and I think that uh, scoring points is going to be something that's going to be definitely prevalent in those matches, which is going to be awesome from a fan perspective because yeah. you got two guys that score a lot.
1: When did uh, how much do you work with with these freshmen? Russ, I mean, with Bo and, and Jason, those guys are kind of. I mean, you're 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 bigger now, but they're they're in your your weight range. Do you get to work with those guys too much?
0: No, I mean in, in my role, you know, I can't. I, I don't get a you know work with them you know that's that, that's definitely some something that I, i'm not allowed to do but um and work workout partners you know when i was going at when i was at 74 you know i wrestled with jason um you know quite a bit just because he did No, no one could i mean he made me tired you know he made yeah. me wrestle through all the situations you know and that's part of how uh you know i know when he goes on wrestles i've wrestled him before you know i know what it what it feels like uh to wrestle that kid you know and, and he was just a obviously, you know, a lot younger than I was, and I've had a lot more experience wrestling, but it just, he's a fearless, fearless. And he was yeah. definitely a guy that I, I would grab as much as I could uh, because, you know, no matter what the score was, you know, even if I went out and I, I take down 17 gut wrenches, he would come right back up and he was ready. He was right right back in wrestling. It didn't even count. You know, he just didn't even, didn't even like process that. So, you know, that's just how, um, you know, I've obviously had that experience wrestling him, and and same with Bo as I've gone up in weight class, you know, he's a guy that I wrestle a lot now, um, because he just challenges, you know, he challenges me in odd situations that a foreign guy's challenge. He just has a, a different feel, obviously than Jason does, but um, he has a, a a different feel for an American as well. Just he's just so you know, savvy and comfortable upper body and yeah. he's a good scrambler. So, you know, over the last couple of years I've wrestled with those guys a lot. Um, they've definitely paid in my training for sure. And uh, I think it's definitely benefited them that we've been able to wrestle over the last couple of years as well. This
1: team um, that, that Penn State has this year—I I mean, they're, they're number one in the country. They're the favorites to win the NCAA title. How do you think they stack up against uh, maybe some of your better teams? Your 2012 team, where you guys—you know—blew everyone away. You had five in the finals and three champs, uh, I believe. Do you—is th- uh, there a, a part of you that wonders how? a duel or, or a tournament would go with, with those two teams?
0: I mean, I think about it all the time. I, <laughs> I kind of said, going into this year, you know, this team, I believe, is the most talented team that Penn State's ever put on, on the mat. Yeah. You know, and as I've said a lot, the teams that I was on, we were pretty successful. Um, but just balanced from top to bottom, you know, it, very, very talented team with, with guys that have the potential to, I mean, not, even, not only be All-Americans, but to be national champions. I think, I've kind of been saying this and people didn't really understand you know where I was coming from because they don't see guys like you know they didn't see what Zane's been like over the last year since he was been, you know red shirting off the mat mm-hmm. and they don't see you know the progression that Bo and Jason have made and even you know the 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 kind of the, the sad part about it is you know Nick Nevilles hasn't even really been able to wrestle much right. and you know he definitely plays into those to that group of guys you know he's you know they're all really good friends and uh you know Nevilles is a guy who's as hungry as ever you know unfortunately you know he has a great you know kind of freshman run and it's a scuffle and gets hurt misses a whole year and uh this year gets hurt again um you know and you just for him you just want to see healthy get it see him get on the mat you know obviously you see him in the practice room and what he's capable of so you, know, if you have him right now at heavyweight i mean this team you're talking I mean, his team could potentially be the most dominant team maybe of all time and majority of them are underclassmen you know that's just what uh it's pretty exciting about this group of guys. But, you know, I, I would be nervous to want to duel these guys
2: yeah.
0: on some of the teams that I was on for sure. Just, you know, just, they remind me a lot of, of some of the attitudes that we had when we were underclassmen and how we kind of felt, uh, you know, our teams could could do. You know, I almost remember uh, my freshman year just talking about, you know, we weren't talking about, you know, we wanted to win the national championship. And since they'd never won a national championship at that time, um, and we, we obviously really strongly believed in, in our you know, what we were doing in the room and what we could do. And that year we, we had a big comeback to beat Iowa and then we, we won the nationals and it was really exciting to kind of feel that same sense of emotion, um, around the the program right now, especially after last year, you know, where we were, you know, we had kind of a, I don't know if you want to call it a, a year of, we had some red shirts and it was a little bit more of a frustrating year, uh, result wise, um, where now all those guys are back in there and they're definitely really hungry to compete and they're competing really well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, no question. Um looking at just kind of the, the division one landscape, you see a lot of teams, they, they they sit guys a lot. A lot of guys don't go every day. They have like, you know, kind of scheduled rest or guys are banged up a lot. You never missed a duel. You were relatively healthy your your entire career. To what do you attribute that? I mean, I remember you had a duel against lehigh and hatchet and that was like a a match i think you were maybe banged up or sick for but other than that you never missed any time period and you were relatively healthy to what do you uh, attribute that and why do you think you see kind of maybe outside of a couple teams so many other coaches sitting guys frequently
0: well i think you know first off it's very frustrating to me uh as a competitor and as a fan because uh I, I just believe, you know, when you're in college, you know, you have, you know, I don't know, I believe that there's an obligation if you're a guy who's, a, 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 you know, if you're a point scoring guy or even if you're trying to like, build your reputation, however it may be, you know, I always felt it as an obligation. Like, I knew that when I sat on the mat, you know, my job was to go out and get four, five, six points for my team. And I, I knew that if I wasn't out there, you know, not only we, maybe we weren't going to get four, five, six, maybe we, we would lose that match. So I just, no matter how I felt, regardless, even you know, if I hadn't, if I was on the bike all week before, you know, it was just really important to me. There was no question that I was going to wrestle that weekend. You know, I just had a lot of pride to put the 10 single on and step out and, and do what I, thought, what I thought was right, but I just think that a lot of it comes down to, like, trying to protect guys, protect their seeds. The big I mean, just the Big 10s are obviously so tough, and then the that every head-to-head match, you know, has a say in that, and I think the you know, people right now, there's you know, there's a couple teams that are trying to play around with what they think their most competitive lineup is, and that, that has to do with, you know, guys wrestling and not wrestling, and um, you know, there's definitely some strategy in that, and when I, when it comes down, you know, ultimately when it comes down to it, you know, coaches is, is going to be, you know, their wins and losses. Then, year guys, Big the Nationals, are kind of kind of define them. But ultimately, I think it kind of defines, you know, you're, you, how you're doing it throughout the year. And I think there's only a few, really, a few programs that religiously wrestle their best guys. Um, and, you know, there's barring injury, when there's times when you can't step out there. To sure. You know, there's there's gonna be times that happens. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say anything about that. There's gonna be times in isn't, you know, you're not going to be able to do it, but, um, you know, college is just a different, it's a different, you know, I don't know how to say, like a different beast, um, but it's grueling, I mean, there's no doubt about it, everyone that's had to try to college or as wrestling college, it's going to be tough, you're going to get banged up, you're going to get sick. Um, What do you think about the,
3: what do you think about the structure of the season? You think it's, would you prefer it to be shorter?
0: Uh, I don't think there. So. I think it's a. I think it's a good amount. I think that. Um, I think it's just, you got to. There's some people that want to do too much in a short period of time. I think that it's a good amount of time. Um, I think that some people try and to do too much in the mm-hmm. amount of time that we have, and that's why maybe people, you know, I don't know, maybe want it shorter. But
2: yeah.
0: uh, I think that it's a pretty good. I mean, I think when guys are getting, I don't know, you know, 25 to 30 matches a year, I think that's good. I think when, when you're talking about getting you know, four. You know, 40, 40 matches a year, that's a lot. And I think if you're only getting 15 matches, I don't think that's enough. So I think there's a mm-hmm. kind of fine line. I think between 25 and 35 matches, um, I think it's a pretty good amount. I think that's a print I, I would say it's pretty normal for guys that wrestle a normal schedule going into the national tournament. Um, Do you but, tr- attribute uh,
1: some of that to, um, you know, the, the schedule that – I mean, Penn State basically wrestles the an identical schedule every year. Um, do you think that the somehow the, the way you guys have created your schedule and designed it do you think that's beneficial as well and maybe other teams are, are just over scheduling
0: i think that i think there's quite a few teams that over i think that um you definitely got to think when, when you're when you're making your schedule i think you got to have your your athletes you know kind of how how they feel i think in the year before if you have a lot of injuries and guys are worn down. And they don't have a good big tent of NTAs. I think that maybe you got to reevaluate. Okay, maybe maybe our schedule wasn't wasn't where it should be. And then I think a lot of people are you see them right back in the next year doing the same doing the same thing. I mean, there's a that that Christmas time was a pretty grueling time, and you see some teams just bouncing around from like one tournament to the tournament to another tournament. Um, and I think that definitely is gonna make it difficult when you're getting down that backstretch of your conference tournament and the national tournament. Then you throw in your duels, and I think, you know, obviously the big 10, the duels of the big 10 are, are very tough. You know, I think every team has got a different formula, you know, depending on what what conference you're in, your dueling, your strength, there's dueling schedule. Um, you know, I think there's a lot more into being a coach than what most people think. You know, obviously, you know, just to, when it comes to scheduling and preparation and all that kind of stuff, Obviously I think that you know, having success at the end of the year is as much a formula as anything else, you know how you're training you know how your competitions are how you're recovering you know when you're training your days you know when you have your off days I think there's so many things into that that you know we as athletes don't always give credit to coaches and that's kind of that part where uh now i you know as I kind of sit back and I'm you know in this different kind of phase of my of my competitive career I kind of see those type of things of you know the training schedules and the, of the on days and the off days and when to really you know train hard when to kind of push you know kind of pull it back because there's yeah, you know, there's definitely an end goal, uh, you know, in, in your in, in sight, and I think that's what a lot of coaches have, and, and and unfortunately, some coaches don't see that goal. They just kind of see the the wins and losses every single day, or uh, the wins and losses every week in dual meet or in a tournament, and they try and assess every single time. Um, how how
2: think,
3: uh, how tied uh, in, how tied into you are are you with the coaches um, at Penn State as far as, um the coaching plan and the scheduling. And, and are you kind of are, – are you tight with them in the sense that you're learning these things – I don't want to say gr- being groomed, but at some point you're picking up things that maybe you'll apply when you're a coach someday?
0: Well, I think, you know, I've, looking back on kind of my my career, I've been involved with, you know, I, obviously wrestled at, at Graham when I was in high school with, with Coach Jordan. A pretty successful program, and then being at Penn State, you know, we won national championships. I won national championship when I was in high school, and I four national championships as a team when I was in, in college. So, over the last, you know, I don't even know how, you know, how, you know I guess that's uh, you know, five and four, nine, nine competitive years, you know, there was a lot of a lot of, a lot lot of, of success. So, just trying to pick, you know, things that I thought were, 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 were good and things that maybe weren't as good, and then just asking questions. And I think, you know, as a, as a freshman, I didn't really ask questions. I was just in the moment I was out there and I was competing and I don't, the only thing that was going through my mind was I was going to be, I'm going to be national champion. I was going to, you know, obviously that was the only thing that I, I really thought about. I didn't really think a lot about those other things, but as I kind of, you know, as I kind of went through my competitive college career, you know, I, I started asking questions, you know, why do we have an off day today? Or, you know, okay, we're wrestling today. Why, why do we do this today? And it, there was definitely, you could see there's a lot of thought that goes into what we're doing. It wasn't just, okay, let's come in and do a bunch of two minute goes today because, I think it's Tuesday and we should do, you know, a lot of two-minute goes. You know, there was definitely a lot of thought that went into it. And as I kind of started thinking, you know, and understanding and just paying attention, and as I was going through college, not only did I pay attention to our coaches, but I would pay attention to other coaches and how they react with their athletes in the corner or how they, um, you know, how their warm-ups were. And I just kind of just, you know, just kind of pay attention because ultimately, you know, when this is all said and done, when when I'm done competing, I I do – myself wanting to coach, whether, I don't know where, where that, where that's going to be at this point, but I want to be able to help guys. I want to be able to help guys in the areas that I received help in. And I want, you know, guys to have better careers than I, than I did. And the only way I can really do that is to you know, assess my career or, or assess, you know, others that were around me and how can I help guys be better. So I just think that, you know, just trying to pay attention and, and learn and just, yeah have an idea it definitely helps with my training now and i think it'll help down the road but mean you know, ultimately it's just asking questions and, and paying attention i think a lot of athletes don't really see that that side i think you know wrestling is ultimately sort of a, a selfish sport because you know it's you're 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 really you're the one out there you know it's always kind of been like okay if i do all these things you know i'll, I'll uh i'll get what i want and that's not always necessarily how it works but i think there's a lot more it goes into it. as much as it's a you know, a, you know, a lot of guys haven't been on, uh, I guess, national championship teams or, or teams that have had a lot of success. And I think there's a there's something that's said about being on teams like that because a lot of guys have had success on their own. You know, when it goes down, it's hard to kind of – I think sometimes it's hard to produce, you know, when you've only ever had your own success to try and share that with others. I think yeah. sometimes that's, that's difficult. Um, that's just something that, you know, being able to understand kind of how that all works and be able to share is what our coaches do me you know, really really well and I think you know, being a part of, of this program for, for as long as I've been here has been really really beneficial in multiple ways. Yeah
1: David um last time we talked to you I think it was early December so since that time you've had two competitions senior nationals and the Midlands which was which was awesome and we talked a little bit about that on radio how cool we thought it was that you came out but i wanted you to assess uh your performance on uh, senior nationals what your takeaways were um and and the midlands
0: experience as well well i think you know i, I think the, the nationals um was, was the best that i felt competing in a, in a long time you know i just think uh since going up in weight class you know it's, it's crazy You just think okay i can call us weight on and i'll be the same you know, it doesn't always happen. You know, it's just when you put on it's like I kinda put you know, it's like putting a a twenty five pound weight vest on your chest and <laughs> going out and doing all, this, all your same activities, you know, it just, it's just a little bit more difficult than uh, when you just think about, you know, okay I'm weight class and I have the same success. And I think uh you know, obviously going to competing as Rajan was you know, was, was it was helpful and beneficial just competing with at level of caliber guys of a weight and I just, I, you know, I was definitely really frustrated with my performance, and you know, the day I got back, I flew back that Monday, I was right back into training because we, we had three, literally three weeks of the nationals, and uh, you know, a lot of, you know, I don't say it's uncertainty, but I mean, it, that's the best chance to qualify for the trials. You know, once you qualify for the trials, you can kind of reassess your your training going forward. So, so, getting top seven there was really important, but you know, at the same time, like I, I've never been pro you know, never been in my mind like I to get top seven. You know, that's never been something that's Gone through my, gone through my head, um, and there's a lot of tough guys in that weight class. I mean, it's it just when you, when you go through, it's just like you know, you could go through the first, very first guy, and you go down to the the tenth, eleventh guy, and you're like, man, these are all, these are all pretty tough matches, you know. And not really too many times have I been in, in a bracket like that where it's, it's tough as tough as that is that it is. So no, I had no idea where I would be seated at the nationals. And I had I had a I had an idea, and I knew I think I could be at, at best. I thought the time we be thrown at like the five seed, and I thought out worse. I was going to be the eight seed, you know, knowing that uh, five seed. I thought that Kyle and I would be separated on different sides of the bracket. Um, I thought that no matter what, he would be one seed ahead of me. Um, we were just kind of kind of piecing through where I thought I'd be seeded, and you find out the night before I was the 8th seed, uh, and I got thrown in with, with Ed in the quarter. So that was definitely uh, you know, right away. You know, there was you know unlike before, and a in process is always pretty difficult for me. This weigh-in process was. You know, it's just, it was like part of training. You know, it was, it was really believing why I could just focus on wrestling the next day. And, um, you know, I thought that, I uh, thought I wrestled a pretty good tournament. Um, I wrestled well. And, and, you know, into the finals, I wrestled Kyle. We've wrestled, uh, I mean, countless number of times now. All of our matches have been a little bit different. And, um, you know, we came out, we got a scramble right away. And being down 8-0 to start was uh, not that something that I had, you know, planned for yeah. or,
2: uh, did did no, he surprise next, he you a little up.
1: bit shooting? I mean, he took a shot in the first five seconds, high crotch, right away transitions to the trap arm. Did that catch you a little, I mean, off guard? Because sometimes he'll play it a little close, he'll let you in on his legs, and, and this time he came out right away. That was That was kind of a deviation from your previous matches.
0: Yeah, I think you know I, he's a very he's a very smart wrestler. He's very strategic and he's very gifted in a lot of areas. And, and we've wrestled. You know, I, I think every one of my matches have been uh, been different. Yeah. You know, just you know how he's came, how he's approached it, how I've approached it. You know, or, you know that it's all been a little bit different. And um, you're definitely at, it's at that level. I think it's a little bit of count masking. You know, it's, it's trying to figure out you know what he's going to do. So my plan is going to be in um, that in that in that match. You know, is it, obviously. Um, you know his it was important to him to come out right away and and get some points on the board and you know looking back you know i I just thought i could you know get in that scramble and you know unfortunately my instinct in that scramble for forever has been is you like i get i throw the leg in you know and i've always been really comfortable leg slipping Mm -hmm. and that's just uh in the instinct of that scramble i you know it's like i i I was in okay i was okay i tried to put and then i'm like trap on myself so that's just uh You know, that's part of, I don't know, wrestling collegiately for as long as I have and been really comfortable in that situation. And it was, uh, unfortunately, obviously, a stupid situation to be in in freestyle and, you know, giving up a trap arm. And then I fought it for a a pretty long time. And, you know, luckily I was able to get out of it right, uh, you know, right towards the end before, you know, the match had ended. But, you know, being down against guys who's definitely as good defensively as Kyle is, you know, every time you get in, it's just a little bit more of a rush finish. you know, and we get in that one scramble. You know, I get the takedown, and it, it, we kind of scramble out, and he you you got another turn out of it. And that definitely was uh, it was from being an eight four match to being an eleven four match. So,
2: yeah.
0: um, just with some things in that match that um, you know, definitely seems to come out. But you know, when I look at look at the bracket. You know, there's a lot of guys that that I got to wrestle and I got to beat. But um, you know, definitely, I think that we're gonna end up being the two and three seeds at the trials. So, you know, to even get a chance. To, to wrestle for an Olympic spot, we're gonna wrestle each other, and and the winner of that match, I believe, the winner of that match will um, we'll get the chance to, to wrestle whoever comes on the outside of the bracket. So, um, yeah, and when you look at the, when you look else. at the
1: landscape of '86 and and uh, uh, top to bottom, you know he's probably the the biggest task in in your way just stylistically. I mean, you you destroyed Ed Ruth, your your former college teammate, a former world team rep, and you you absolutely housed him, and he's been kind of you know, frankly, trending down since he made that first world team. Um, so I don't know if he'll get back to form. And, you know, Herbert is a real X factor and maybe Jaden Cox. But Dake looks like the guy you're going to have to beat. He's going to be the one that's that's your biggest adversary. So how much of your training becomes opponent Kyle Dake specific? Like, i got to be able to finish low ankle on this guy. I've got to be able to, you know, defend parterre against this guy or – or does that factor in at all well, I think
0: um, you know he's he's as good of, of a wrestler as there is you know out there so you know training to try and you know to beat him is is the same as trying to beat everybody else but definitely you know in the back of my mind having a pretty good idea that we're gonna end up being you know he's you know I want to continue uh, you know trying to try and be an Olympian trying to be an Olympic medalist he's a guy i gotta go through you know that's definitely something i think about every day and you know that's something that i've been thinking about for the last you know i don't know few few years you know there's always you know he's we've always been um we've had some some very competitive matches over the last few years and um am talking about the two of the, of the guys that you know, in wrestling over the last few years that um you know are involved on and off the mat so it's definitely it's uh He's, great. he's a great wrestler, you know, and he's done, he's done a lot of great things. Um, And he's a guy that I got to beat. And there's definitely no, no doubt about it. Um, so trying to figure, figure out that, how that, that formula is going to go is something that I got to, you know, I definitely have to have to figure out, that's for sure. Um, But I definitely continue to try and figure things out. And, you know, there's the score, you know, regardless how the score is, I mean, it comes down to a couple little things. you know, it's a one scramble here, one scramble here, you know, and for a guy who's that explosive, you know, He's similar to a guy maybe like like a salas from Cuba, you know, it's like you know, they're as explosive and athletic as those guys are, you know, one little mistake can lead to you know, a lot of points. You know, if you look at some of his matches, you know, it's like you know, I think when you wrestled Gavin, it was I think one Flurry. and he scored eight points. You know, like two you know, two cross throws and a four point cross throw. You know, that's a lot of points in in you know, ten seconds of wrestling. So it's definitely you know, those guys are athletically gifted and explosive, you know, it, it just you know, being down Against guys like that is uh, a little different than you know someone that maybe uh doesn't have the ability to score that type of, of points as quickly. You know, just you got to approach those matches a little bit different. Um, so there's definitely some some tactics, and that's just something that in I haven't had to uh, you know, tactical wrestling isn't necessarily something that I've done a lot in in my career. But I think at this level to to achieve kind of what I want, I think there's a lot of tactics. I think with with a guy like Jordan Burrows and I think he's a very tactical wrestler. I think there's a lot more than just double ends with that guy and i think very very tactical and precise and and how he thinks and how he breaks things down and you know how he wrestles you know i just think at that level i think it has to be a lot more maybe a little more tactics and a little less of just continuous wrestling all, all, all the time which is something that i've always i've always kind of prided myself on so um you know definitely that's something i i gotta think about and implement in, in my tripping
1: yeah so uh we t- we caught up with with uh, how your your competitions have been going. What is, what is next for you, um, David? What what's your focus right now? Um, what's next on the calendar?
0: Um, but it actually changed a little bit. I, I was uh, I was I was tentatively. I was supposed to go to um, to Turkey and then Ukraine. Uh, I was supposed to be leaving actually in a couple of days, but I just had some some setbacks a little bit in in my training, um, unfortunately. So I had to kind of reevaluate uh, where what, what my next competition is, is going to be. Um, so uh, again, you know, this is, uh, feeling good for, you know, of what we just talked about, you know, it's just, it's kind of an evolution a little bit. And that's, and my training and my thought process is just, I got to make sure that I feel as good as I possibly can. Uh, in April, I think one trials, you know, this is, uh, you know, obviously this is a little bit different than, than what I've done in my past, but, um, so right now I'm just kinda of trying to figure out what, what my best uh what my best, you know, approach is for that for that event. So maybe going somewhere, you know, going overseas and traveling, uh, you maybe when I'm only at eighty percent and wrestling those tournaments is is not as beneficial as uh you just staying home and getting some training and trying to improve in some of these areas that got improvement. So um I'm actually thinking that my next term may be the 10 Ams uh, in in Frisco, Texas, at the end of the month, uh, and if not, it would be the Olympic Trials in April. So um, definitely something I gotta sit down my coaches and figure out the next couple of days. But uh, I think you know, part, part, unfortunately, part of that was was wrestling in the Midlands. You know, it just I think uh, it was definitely a spur of the moment decision. Uh, you know, just the, the training and the time spent to get ready for the nationals. Um, I came back and. Um, I just was I I was just rolling around with uh, with Garrett Sutton who's my fiance's cousin. He's a 155 pounder from Michigan, and yeah. he was getting ready to to go back and wrestle, you know, shortly after Christmas break. And I was just rolling around with him, and that was the first time that I'd scrambled around and wrestled uh, collegiately in a couple years. You know, in the last couple years, I haven't really I haven't wrestled collegiately at all. And it just was I can like, I ever come off that practice. Man, man this is this is, uh, this is kind of fun. I, I kind of miss wrestling on the mat, and um, I was going home and all of a sudden I just I, I, I was in the, in the car with my fiance and I, I think, like think, yeah, I think I'm going to wrestle midlands said, what are you talking about i wrestling in midlands so I was like I, I think I'm going to wrestle <laughs> said, uh all right. like alright if that's what you want to do and I just I didn't really process uh, things that went into competing uh, in college again like making weight in the morning and making weight the second morning uh, definitely just some of those things that didn't even you know, think about I just thought about just going out and wrestling so so I decided I was going to wrestle, and uh, you know, it was timing wise. Um, the day I decided I was basically going to wrestle, um, the guy Garrett got sick, so um, I didn't have a partner for the next couple of days. So I went like three days without working out, um, and I had to cut down to 184, which was uh, I, in my mind. I thought, well, 97 pounders are a little. You know, I wrestled with, with Morgan, and Morgan's a little bit of an undersized 97 pounder, so I just kind of processed. Like, I these guys are probably. A little big for kind of the score enrollment thing, so I think eighty four probably best for me. So I got there. It was just like it was like classic um, first kid going to a tournament. I didn't have a scale. I didn't. I didn't know what I weighed. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, so I'm just kind of like going, going. Like oh, I, I guess I haven't got a couple of days, and now it's Christmas, and then. Then it was the day after Christmas, and I was like, "Well, I, I need to probably get a workout in," so <laughs> I had to go. Uh, I didn't—they the, didn't have a scale; it was like the scale was broken. It wasn't accurate. I was like, oh, "What is? What am I doing here?" So we ended up having to <laughs> go to uh, J- so Jimmy, um, Jimmy Kennedy, we went to his wife's house, which she was like a couple, um, maybe an hour and a half away, and um, we went there and I'm going to a fitness center and, and working out for like an hour, which I would normally not do to. Before a competition, I would normally spend as much time on the mat as I could, um, you know, trying to get my weight off and stuff, and so, you know, I just, um, I finally got to check my weight, and a little heavier than I thought I was going to be, so, um, to, and then I was like, man, I, I got to make weight at, like, 6 in the morning, and then you're making weight at, like, 2 in the afternoon, so I was like, hey, Jenny, would you want to, would you, first of all, I was like, hey, I don't have a coach, you know, do you want to coach me? He's like yeah, man, there's nothing I would rather do than go back to the Midlands for two days and and coach you. You know, obviously it's something that, for someone who's wrestled in the Midlands before, probably not uh, very desirable, but (laughs) he didn't have an issue with that, and I thought that was really awesome. So we went up there, and um, it was just a basic case of, like, the Hey Jimmy's for the next couple of days. So I'm like, (laughs) hey hey Jimmy, I'm a little heavier than I thought I was going to be, would you want to warm up with me this morning? He's like, sure, what time? Like, I don't know, 5.30? He's like, (laughs) Oh sure. So, you know, I g I kinda warmed up to get my weight down before weigh-ins and um that, I apparently now I grow official hair, so I had a shave <laughs> while I wrestled. Um and then yeah, I and once I got out there, you know, it was just it was just different. Like putting on headgear for the first time in a long time. Uh was different. Um and I wrestled and then the next day just uh you know, it was just different. So before, you know, I wasn't was with a team, so just kinda hanging out watching the guys wrestle or having guys kinda sit around. This time it was just basically me uh my fiance jimmy um and his wife we were just kind of just sitting there when i was done wrestling you know we'd leave go back to the hotel you know kind of come back um so it was definitely just a kind of a whole different um environment and, and just competitive atmosphere than what uh i've done and really probably ever before and um so making weight again the second day got you know a, a pound so made 185 and in a semi the, in the finals were just a little bit different matches i think that's kind of where I, i'm not wrestling on the mat for a really long time um you know I just, i've always had the feel of being able to like ride guys but just you know in the past you know always having the ability to be able to turn guys and, and turn it was always something i could do in college that um opened matches up and those matches uh just didn't get turns um and i think that's just where not having that repetition on the mat and, and wrestling the 25 to 30 collegiate matches a year um Kind of you know made a little bit of difference, and, and it's just uh, those matches were a little bit closer than um, than I was than I would like. But you know, it's just I think that going out, my goal was to just maybe get, maybe get another five matches against guys at my weight class. And you know, there were some a couple pretty good guys there uh, collegiately that I was able to wrestle. So um, I think the experience was was good. And ultimately, I, I'd never wrestled in the Midlands when I was a kid growing up. I, I went to that tournament a few times to watch. Um, it's definitely a, a long list of, of great wrestlers that wrestled there, and I just thought that it'd be it'd be cool to wrestle in the tournament. I thought it'd be, um, you know, it, and it was. It was a good experience. Uh, it was something that we kind of talked about um, in the past, you know, in the past. Just over the last, you know, a few months, we had this kind of Squad Eight thing going on, and, and part of that was, you know, what could we do for the the betterment of the sport or the betterment of the wrestling community? And you know, sometimes, you know, we're just wrestling to wrestle. You know, a lot of times, you know, on a, on a I guess, you know, at our, at our level, you know, we're considered, you know, in professional in what we do, and there not many times professionals just go compete to compete, you know, with not really not a lot of uh, incentive. And and technically, if you kind of look at that tournament, there really wasn't anything for me to gain in that tournament. Um, it was great, you know, it was a great opportunity for the guys that I wrestled to get a chance to wrestle me, but um, there was not really much on, on my side. I just, I didn't think about it that way. I just kind of thought about it just going out and wrestling.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think that's something that, um, and hopefully maybe move forward, more guys will be willing to just go out and wrestle, and I think in the past, a lot of great wrestlers wrestled in the Midlands, you know, you kind of think back of, I was just reading through the book about guys that wrestled, and what some of the old finals matchups were, and senior level guys just wrestling that tournament on, a, on an annual basis, so you know, maybe next year we'll see some, some more guys in there, and I think that it was definitely kind of a unique unique experience for the fans to see, uh, not only see collegiate guys, but to see, you know, a, you know, a postgraduate guy wrestling there, and Maybe next couple of years, you see some more guys wrestling that tournament, and um, definitely create a, a different fan environment. And you never really know where where it could go moving forward.
1: Nice. Well, I I think uh, the community was generally appreciative, and it was definitely a good wrinkle um, for Midlands to have you. And hopefully, like you said, more post grads uh, will turn out for it. Um, David, we we thank you so much. We said we'd keep you for fifteen, and look at us—it's ten it's thirty-seven. You got anything else for us before we uh let you go about your business? No, I just uh,
2: it was good to, good to
0: be on. It was definitely great, you know. Anytime I get a chance to talk about Penn State, um, <laughs> definitely pretty awesome, and um, and to talk about these guys, I think you know I I've been trying to do as much talking about these guys the last couple of years to just, just hopefully um people I don't know how people understood how what these guys are like, but. You know, they're great wrestlers, but they're great kids, too. And I just – I love being around them because they kind of – they refresh kind of my memory of what it was like, you know, being young and competitive and um, being, like, hungry to try and go out there and, and uh, you know, win my first national championship. So it's just been, it's been really nice seeing these guys and it's their, their attitude they bring in. And um, they're just very special guys. Um, you, you go from, from top to bottom, and um, it's just – it's exciting. It's exciting to talk about them, and it's exciting to see them have success, and um, I wish them all the luck moving forward.
1: Awesome, David. Well, hey, thanks awesome, a lot. David. Have a good day, and thanks so much for coming on. We'll see you next you, time.
2: You know. Yep.
1: Thanks, guys. Thank you, buddy. David Taylor.
3: <clears throat>
1: Ladies you know, think, and gentlemen.
3: Uh, I think um, we kind of get spoiled, Christian, us guys that Flow. Uh, you can You can tell how genuinely – Genuinely um, Happy he is to be around that That program you know and I think I think like guys like me and you Get spoiled in that We get to be around The Penn States and the Iowa's And the Oklahoma State's and, and some of the You know the senior level guys And but Still I mean I, you probably remember Right when you first started getting into this like oh my gosh. The all That the, the first couple times that you were Around these people just the all, you know, and, and how cool is it that um just to be around the program. Like David Taylor's in the mix there with Kale Sanderson and <laughs> Jake Varner and, and all the guys that have come through there. Ed Ruth, uh, Quentin Wright, and now he's with a new crop of the Nolfs and the Nichols and the Nevilles. Pretty cool stuff.
1: Very cool. I'm always thankful to to have David on. All right, let's get to let's get to some other wrestling talk. We kinda danced around it. Uh, a little bit, Willie. But let's talk. Um, and I'm and I wanted to ask David about his hodge, his potential hodge vote a little bit. But uh, I don't know. We would we would have gotten a a, a null for Zane answer. I'm pretty sure <laughs> if we had asked. <laughs> well, that. You, I don't think right. he's going Gabe Dean or or Guiz or Daringer.
3: So Christian, you wrote, I thought it was an awesome article. If I didn't think it was awesome, I would tell you that it. W- I would not blow you up. But that's accurate. Uh. I thought it was spot on, uh, the Hodge Watch article you came out with yesterday, and even to a certain extent, a little surprising, with the number of stats and and the bonus rates and um, quality wins and such like uh, those kind of things. Um, were you surprised when you were all said and done with the research? Were you surprised by anybody's positioning in there? No. Well, I was a little.
1: Um, after, after Nolf pinned him, I thought, I thought, I knew I was going to do this article in the next, last week I was like, I'm going to do this in the next two weeks, and then I I did it, and after that happened, I was like, he might be right there, because I I have the advantage of every day I look at everybody's results, so I know about where everyone stacks up, and I knew that Daringer hadn't been, you know, packing everybody, and that's pretty much what you have to do to be on.
3: I know, but you didn't. You didn't like know off the top
1: of your head like bonus point rate, right? Uh actually not the rate specific. I couldn't tell you he was ninety one percent. I knew that, that he only had two decisions and I knew that um that Zane had only two decisions. I didn't know that um Gwiz had five and that he hasn't bonused any How about right before the show, Christian
3: dropped a stat on me about David. This is stupid which is I wanted to bring unbelievable this up too. Stat. So- it's almost it's it's pretty it's pretty absurd.
1: So, looking up Jason's bonus stats, I'm like, man, this is DT-ish, right? To just have a handful of of uh, decisions. And I was like, well, let me look this up because I wrote when David graduated, we had the Flow Wrestler of the Year, and it went to him. And I knew I had put a bunch of stats in there, and I knew his were crazy. His his bonus rate was out of this world. So I looked it up. So he had a hundred and thirty five wins in his career. Only nine were by decision. Nine. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. So it's like two point whatever a year. Um fifty. he had he had ninety five pins or techs and, and thirty one majors. And thir- oh, yeah. he he was I mean, it's ridiculous the advantage it was to have him on your team for four years. Like I don't know how you quantify it, but it's crazy. So but nolf is kind of in that realm I don't know what you know the the his official bonus rate was then I can figure that out real quick but nolf's kind of in that vein with just having two this year and his two and if you look back at David's decisions it was always against a, a very quality guy probably three or four of them alone were Tyler Caldwell who just kept it close and even then he bonus so so yeah he was bonusing like crazy um and now nolf is kind of doing that as well so it kind of it it began a discussion about the hodge trophy
3: and for me willie the, the hodge is a yearly award right it's uh that's why that's not even a question okay so after when this article came out it started some some articles and some videos um you know they result in a lot of people watching it, or a lot of people reading it. And some articles do better with comments, right? So, this was a particular piece that uh, people felt compelled to put their two cents at the bottom. And uh, they are not, um, I don't want to say intelligent, but they are not informed of how this works. Yeah. I mean, it- this is not a lifetime achievement award, guys. Right. And while.
1: While quiz, I mean, it is a component, right? Their their past accomplishments are that is one of the seven. There are seven. Right, trophy it, criteria. It it's plays one.
3: into it, and and sometimes the official like the voting plays into it, maybe more than it should. But that is it's not like who had the best career thus far award. Right, right. It's it's uh it's for this season. So I. I mean, you can't you can't start. You can't start your rebuttal with, oh, if Gwiz wins his third title, it's his. That's not how it works. No, it's not. And to, to me, it's basically,
1: if if this trajectory just continued throughout the entire season for every wrestler that we have so far, I, I can't wrap my mind around Nolf not getting it. Um, because he's superior in really six of the seven, but, you could, but he's definitively superior in... In three, uh, dominance, bonus point rate, and, and his quality of competition, he has the best singular win of anyone this year, pinning an undefeated NCAA champion. So,
3: Well, if you call them, if you call them, if you call a pin and a tech a stoppage, right? Right. Um, Nolf has 18 stoppages, Zane has 15 stoppages, Gwiz has 12. And Gabe has, thirteen.
1: Thirteen. And the thing about Gabe, and and then of course nine, just nine for Daringer, and Daringer has not had a great schedule either. So it, it hurts him a little bit that he's not been putting guys away. I mean, he's been he's gotten he's had a lot of pins, but you know, compared to these others, um, he he hasn't been as dominant. And that's kind of what he needs to do to to win it. So despite having a weaker schedule, Daringer has not. I don't think he's been dominant. D- Gabe Dean is is a is a very interesting one because his his wins are really really good and he's bonused in a lot of those wins as well. So I think he's a a real dark horse um, to potentially win it. Either and well, then there's guys in the periphery as well, but
3: uh, right now it's Nolf's. I mean, if if Nolf, <laughs> if Nolf finishes undefeated, that means he beats Imar three times. Right. I mean, how, how does he not win it? Right. And you'll say, well, Gabe Dean can't beat
1: um the returning NCAA champion because he is the NCAA champion. Okay, yes, true. Well, in the same vein, Jason Nolf can't have won any NCAA titles yet, which is, you know, kinda what people are saying. Well he's never he doesn't <sighs> have that. So I, I just think it's that's a dumb argument. I don't know. I, I feel pretty strongly about it. Um, and and there are a lot of really bad arguments the other way, and I don't have anything against any of these guys I you know I went into it with an open mind the stats are what they are and the wins are what they are nothing Mm -hmm. nothing I can do about it so right now if he doesn't get it and this continues basically you're saying well a freshman can't win the Hodge which which is which is Hodgewash 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 um all right, it's it's ten forty seven. We might have to go into OT though, because I'm, I'm fine with it. I love OT. I'm I'm loving it. I, I thrive in overtime. I actually, Willie, you kind of admitted you you kind of were a gasser back in the day because you cut so much
3: weight. Oh, uh, I cut way too much so weight. You, I was, you you should not welcome. I was overtime. a bum. I was a bum my senior year. A bum? I was a bum. I I guarantee you, I led the high school, um, all the the whole country. I guarantee you, I led in stall calls. If you you for stall calls for victory rate. Like, you just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you
1: just get up eight and just, like, I just got to have one more.
3: Yeah. And it,
1: it can be as disgraceful. Did you ever um, do the following, Willie? Did you ever unsnap your headgear so you could play with it, take it off, and re-snap?
3: Only, only during stoppages. Like, okay. only, like, if you went out of bounds. Well, of course.
1: I, I'm not expecting you to unsnap it in the middle of wrestling. That's, of yes, course, I out would, of bounds.
3: I would do that. I. What I'll about what? the knee pads or the shoes? No, nah, I never messed around with them too much. I, I'll tell on. you, I never, I for real though, never did the whirly bird Ever. Really? Ever. You just, you ever. just stalled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would just lay there maybe a lot.
1: So you get taken down and just not get up, kind of? Well. Dang. Boy, can
3: you imagine? It Guys. was, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a um, conscious decision. It was, I had nothing. I had nothing in me. There was no fight in me. Like, I, I was killing myself making weight. Here's the if only the, thing I want to see. It wasn't life. even
1: wrestling to me. It was making weight sport. Yeah, that's a bad sport. So, here's what if, if I just, if if the Lord said to me, Christian, wh- what do you want to see right now? Here's, here's what, here's a, a perfect evening of entertainment. Willie Saylor is a collegiate wrestler oh, God. wrestling in Carver Hawkeye Arena. And let's say no. that Willie Saylor no. is really good, okay? And he's wrestling Thomas Gilman okay and I want to see Willie jump out to a big lead and I just, wanna I just down, want to watch him meltdown and I want to see d- do they throw ice cream at you in Carver Hawk I mean it's the perfect storm of drama it would be the perfect you thing. stalling your tail off untying your shoes you would have to break that one out for this one not laying
3: I wouldn't untie my shoes i'd never I never went to the untying of shoes I never went to um Here's the thing, but I would win a lot, right? Like my record was good and stuff, and I won some big tournaments or placed high at big tournaments and stuff. So I'm I mean, like, I was good, but I was like, I, it was kind of disgraceful, right? Like, cause I'd I get up a big lead, and I just I I had nothing. I would lay there like a bum. What I what a, and what? So like, if I was like wrestling Thomas Gilman and had a lead and then he just started doing the Iowa style and thrash me and like you know, face mush me as I'm laying there. Wouldn't that be glorious? For the Here's Hawkers? what I keep picturing. Here's the moment.
1: I, I picture him taking you down, okay? He wants to cut you. It's the classic. Oh, I would... You're just laying there. He's out in front with his hands on you, looking at the ref.
3: They're throwing stuff at you. The brands are going nuts getting the, the stall you know what calls. I, you know what I would do, and I did often, and this is another embarrassing truth, <laughs> I would bite my lip and then, and then you are then, kidding me. And then touch my lip to my hand and show the ref the blood. I would do that. But you wouldn't untie your shoe? No, I don't untie my shoe. I don't do the whirly bird either. Well, come on. The blood and the injury. I mean it's like a six I don't know. I'm like you know, you're like 17, 18 year old kid. Alright, uh, I'm not
1: Hey, I am not judging. Have, you. You, you you have weird things going on. I, I accomplished nothing in wrestling and you were you were very good, so I, I'm not judging. But I think I'm just thinking pragmatically um, there's a different way, you know, mess with a knee pad or something. I don't know. Um so okay, that's so that's a that's a being on the run and being pursued by the law and then watching Willie Russell Gilman a very good Willie Sailor, uh against Thomas Gilman and just yeah, I think right, it, don't put that evil on
3: Ricky Bobby. <laughs> okay. Um so yeah, I'm no better though. Let's so get- what do we have? Yeah, we, okay, we have 8 minutes and like well, let's talk about what's coming up um this weekend me and Kyle Bradkey are, are going to do whiteboard wars here in a little bit and this week we picked um Michigan Penn State. Ooh, I think, right? I mean, that's you, a pretty good You one. probably
1: should. That's probably the one to to war about. Um so let's do we we did Willie Pickums a while ago. Um I don't remember when. Don't ask me. But we're going to do it again. I went and just picked through a couple matches I'm interested in. I'm interested in your opinion mm, of I don't,
3: you picked good ones that I don't like to answer.
1: Yes, that is why they were chosen. Let's start with I'm gonna keep you on your toes. I'm not going in the order. I, I you're I'm not gonna let you get your bearings here. All right. The best nicknames in the game
3: Baby J versus Schnalte B. mobbin. Go. <laughs> uh give me Schnalte B mobbin. I don't you know what I feel like I haven't even watched a lot of Baby J this year, but um I don't know. It ashnault has been up and down, right? Would, would you would you characterize Ashnalt's season as up and down?
1: I I would characterize it as up in the beginning and down from midlands. Great. Yeah. Great th- through 8 weeks then midlands he lost to Kaladzic and Jack, and then mm-hmm. he lost to Tommy Thorne decisively. Um and then there's Baby J. So you're taking Schnalti I'll go. I'm with. am I'll go with that. To... This could be a tight one, man. Baby J, hard to score on. I, you know, I love that guy. I think he's really good. But, well, who are you taking, Schnalte? Yeah, I'll take Schnalte. All right. Oh, here. I All right. I'm gonna watch you um, be a District 11 Homer here. Mikey yes. Rashado, yes! Kevin Jack. Give me Mikey Rashado. I knew you'd say that. Can you Give imagine me. the scrambles in this match? Oh,
3: this. These this guys match.
1: are gonna be like. It's just stretching their legs out, daring know, the other guy to grab it. It's as g-
3: crazy as they are, this match could be two-one, ultimate tiebreak right out, But the whole thing was an almost score. Was,
1: yeah, these guys were on their back simultaneously for four and a half minutes. Yeah, it's gonna Man, be one of those.
3: One. Give me Rashado, cause I, I, love I just them.
1: uh they better have a knee surgeon on on standby, <laughs> cause the ACLs will be in peril. These guys, be careful. Um, I'm I'm going Jack.
3: You know, Rashado beat. Cruz who's not as scrambly as Jack but quite but same, scrambly. Same but quite scrambly and the same body type. Mm-hmm. I, I give me Rashado.
1: Okay, yes, but the 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 point you don't realize is Jack is better than Cruz. Um yeah. let's go. All right, District 11 one more time. Zeke no. Moisey, Joey dance.
3: Um I consider Give me Joey, but I consider – and you're going to laugh at me for this again because you don't even like this phrase, but oh, Zeke is the ultimate when the lights are on. Is that actually true? It was true last March. Okay, it
1: was true last March. But I'm I'm asking out of ignorance. I'm not, like, trying to set you up or prove you wrong. Like, I I just – my memory is that he didn't win a ton of high school tournaments. Like, he placed everywhere. He wrestled everywhere, placed everywhere. But did he – what were some big tournaments he won? I mean, I just don't know if that's a fair um, representation. I just viewed him as a really good guy that played I
3: mean, okay, so put it this way. I'll take, I'll, I'll take Dance over Moisey mm-hmm. this weekend. But I would give Moisey more of a chance if it was at the NCAA tournament. Okay.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's fair, fair, fair. I'll take Joey as well. Um, let's go Matt Manley, Chris Makati, Aluma Makati.
3: I love, I love Chris Makati. I'm taking Makati. I have no analysis on that. I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just taking McAdoo. Kind of uh, my analysis
1: is there will be under four, five total match points. Not under. Well, that's possible. <laughs> it's possible. It will be very low score. Well, scoring. who are you taking? Okay, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it, Harry. Uh, I'll take Manley. Manley's just yeah. Been, he's just been more solid this year. I don't know what's going on with Makati.
3: He's uh. He lost to Yauk, Ronnie Perry, Durzo, and but sh- that's that's part of the. Oh, uh, by the way, I thought. Part of I thought David's answer. I thought David's answer on the schedule is a season too long thing. I thought that was enlightening to me. I didn't really consider like, like I'm always I always say the season's too long. The season's too long. It's ridiculous. It's the only sport that that's long. David's answer was good. He was like, schedule it the way you sh- won the schedule it, the yeah. best. You know, it's not necessarily too long if you schedule properly, so
1: Yeah, I think I think that's a big part of it. There's there's a science to all of this. There's a it's science, in my opinion. Um, um so, but, you got, uh, so you saying got saying that. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with Chris Makati. I say he lost to Trevor Yock oh, and you're talking about schedule.
3: Because what what that what what it has to do with the import to that topic was the same thing with Schnolte B mobbing. Same thing with I don't know, Nebraska's been up and down and Rucker's been up and down and, and and Oklahoma goes up and beats Michigan and then, you know, that's kind of, I don't want to say a flukish result, but um, my, the point is that it's hard to always stay up. And, and you know, if you're wrestling a duel again, I mean, you're going to have, ex, other than the elite, elite guys, you're going to have some down points. You're going to have, if you're not always up, and somebody is ready to wrestle, it's tough to be consistent.
1: Okay. All right, I got Manly. Mike Krell's
3: Sammy Stoll. Classic. Classic. Classic Minnesota matchup. I don't know. That's a tough one. Stoll's been wrestling. Excellent. Has he not? I know what's going to happen here, so go ahead. You already know what's going to happen here? I already know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen here in the match, or you know what's going to happen here in my pick?
1: I don't know what's happening in your pick. But I I have I have a good feeling about how this one's gonna go.
3: Give me Krells.
1: I got Stoll. I think bad bad Krells, too offensive, gonna get punished. Gonna give up a cheapy. Give up a cheapy. He is. Krells is Sam Stoll
3: sometimes for a big
1: man. For a really big man, Sam Stoll does not get tired. I think he is just gonna be a little too powerful. I think a couple errant shots. Now, if he can get on a couple low ankles, Krells, um, you know, Stoll can't scramble with him. No no way. But I just don't know if it's going to get to that point. And for that reason, I'm saying give me Stoll. All right. All right. Uh, next one. I'm going to keep you. You don't know which way I'm going. That's I'm,
3: three. That's at least three that we disagreed on. Yep. Go ahead. So We should tight. keep a ledger of this. We
1: should. That would be hilarious. All right. Bradley, aka Ryan Taylor, versus Zane Richards. Ryan Taylor still wrestles? He does <laughs> Occasionally. Seriously, when's the last time he wrestled? He wrestled um, a week ago against Corey Clark. He did? What was that score? Mm, a
3: I lot. I missed that.
1: Corey beat him pretty solidly. I'm taking Zane.
3: I love
1: Do Ryan. Do you remember Zane. what happened last time these two wrestled? Was it at Big Ten? No. We talked. It was like an FRL specific topic. Ryan Taylor opened up a can in ways. Yeah. Do you yes. remember that? That was like
3: yep. Taylor had like an out of body experience. Was, was that um? It was, was at, that like one of the first matches he wrestled at thirty three.
1: No, it was not. Huh? He hmm. he basically wrestled thirty three all year.
3: He st- I I uh I love Ryan Taylor. He was hot too, boy. Last year at Big Tens, um, and I think. That he certainly can beat Richards, but like I said, I haven't seen enough of him, and Richards has been really good. I'm going Richards. Heck yeah, me too.
1: But I just thought I'd bring. I thought that match was interesting because he he darn near teched him. It was like fourteen to one. It yep. was. I remember that. He scored in so many different ways. Okay, um,
3: Pentelio Sertus. That's a tough one. Um, Very. Because Sertus did not look Sertus like, um, and. A guy like Zane Rutherford will make you not look yourself, but has Sertsus really looked himself all year? I thought he looked good at Midlands. Um, hmm. Give me Pantaleo. Give me T-shirts. Okay. We disagreed on every one of them.
1: Every one of them. <laughs> all right. Thorn, Tommy Thornado versus Grody Brody Grothus.
3: I don't know what to make of growth This I mean, I don't either. That's why I put it he on beats, here. He beat Sabatello, who's like a really good wrestler, and he beat him 6-0, but yet he lost. He went 1-2 losing to two true freshmen from Wisconsin at the Flash Flanagan Open. <laughs> the
1: Flanagan.
3: <laughs> the Flanagan. I don't How even do you know what that means. Was he not trying that hard? I don't know. I, don't... I Just first time down. Orange. I I kind of, I'm
1: leaning towards, I need to see another match. But I'm just, I'm pretty much prepared to just throw that entire result yeah. out. Right? Right. Like, it's, it's a, even for Brody, who could, who has been up and down, that's a pretty strong deviation. For for growth. so I'm 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 leaning towards Eli Stickley
3: is a true freshman who wrestled 120 pounds last year in no, the high school. No way, 120? Sure. Oh my gosh, that happened.
1: So okay, so I'm I'm ready to throw it out now. Thorn, Grothus gothis.
3: Th- thorn Thorn just beat no. Schnalty. I'm taking Thorn all day.
1: Yeah, I'm, i I got to take him till I got to take Thorn till I see. Brody is back in in full effect. Plus
3: Thorn, oh man, uh, did you see Freddy Stroker's tweet? No. Oh, I
1: did. He uh,
3: something about Thorne, the Keurig? Thorn put Gatorade instead of water in the Keurig. Dang!
1: So he's so, gonna have his electrolytes on point and a little and boost a little of caffeine, caffeine. That's, right? So that's gonna be a that'll be a banned substance next year by the NCAA. he better,
3: like four locos. <laughs>
1: <nine>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, four! Lo- I'm glad we got a four loco reference on on Float Radio Live. Um, so those are my pickums. Those were good, right? Gosh, that was really good. Yeah. I right, we we do need to keep a ledger of these, but they'll only be brought up if I dominate you. If if not, well,
3: one I, of us is gonna, one of us has to go down in flames because we picked <laughs> the opposite almost every one of them.
1: Yeah, it's probably gonna be you. Probably. Um. Okay. It's eleven tree. We can we can we can put a bow on it and send it on its way, or or we can continue, Willie. What? Uh, it's in your. I hands. don't know.
3: I, I'm a big fan of OT, but if we get into like the worst boundary rule. Ooh, then... nope, nope. I gotta do it. I can't. Okay. I can't it's not. It's gonna not. take a while. It's not gonna take a while because it's so simple, you guys.
1: I'm so glad you brought it up because I don't even see it on the docket anymore. Cool. Um, so the worst take in wrestling going around right now. Is, it's about this boundary rule, and this will be the first time we've talked about this rule uh, on Flow Radio. Just kidding. Um, and I think it, my point is, and, and the point that some people are making, and this is kind of precipitated by Brock's article, which once again had four GIFs that just display in a very I tangible article I love those
2: articles. I, that love
1: that. I do too. I'm like, yes, can't wait. Uh, if you haven't seen the Biden numbers, once again – these boundary rules are being called completely inconsistently in the same match. It's not like, okay, let's look at the Michigan Penn State duel. They called it this way, but in Iowa, Nebraska, is no, same ref, same wrestlers, same things, different calls every time. Okay? So um I-, I tweeted, someone is gonna lose or win a match completely arbitrarily because of these rules at NCAs. It's gonna happen, okay? And then everyone, then a couple guys were like, well, it's simple just don't go out of bounds. No. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Like, they think the strength of this rule is the,
3: well, I don't know what's going to happen nature of it. Like, well, just don't do it. No. Yeah, that's that's, that's the strength. The that's strength like of the rule is anything can be called. Yeah, that's like, well, just don't go out of bounds. Well, first of all, maybe I'm not
1: out of bounds. And this dude's out of bounds. And... He doesn't get called, or I get called. Okay? When... And then they say, well, you need to adjust in the match. Oh, I need to adjust in the match. Interesting. So, yeah. so, because uh, we'll the same thing it. is happening. Mm-hmm. I'm making adjustment. Okay, you're going to call stalling when this happens. I'll do this again. But you're going to call action this time. So, those quote adjustments are pointless because the refs call it different every single time in the same match with the same two wrestlers. So, I don't accept that. And the fact that in wrestling... Our, our biggest uh, – one of our uh, things that, that hurts us are, are our rules and that they're very confusing. And black and white is a strength. And the fact that they are celebrating the – how incredibly gray and inconsistently this Ooh, is called.
3: Nobody, nobody's celebrating it. Dude,
1: uh, there are a lot – see my Twitter feed. People are like, just don't go out of bounds. Just don't go out of bounds because you don't know what's going to happen. That is – that is –
3: that's the A worst. Full t- of knuckleheads on Twitter are not. Who cares?
1: These are people. No, I only say it because I actually kind of respect some of these. These are people I've had good back and forth with, and they're not. They're not mouth breathing idiots. Well, I haven't seen of, of who, which seen of which, of which there are it, many. But- I haven't seen who has sweat it,
2: said But this it. is a common take. This is a well, take I've
1: heard from coaches. How is that good? It's not. There's nothing good about it. There's Mm-mm. no. You can't say that a strength of this rule is, well, we don't know how it's going to get called. It's that's asinine. What, it's
3: asinine. That's and what we, makes it great. I mean, great. anybody who saw that video when it came out in freaking September could tell you, and we preached about it on FRL for four episodes, it, we told you this was going to happen, and it's well, happening, and um, I, you you know you can say, oh, I'll just don't go out of bounds. Oh, I like the I like the um, fuzziness of it. Uh, it makes me stay in. Okay, this is how much. Yes, in a duel between this guy and this guy, and there's not really that much on the line. Wait until a quarterfinal gets decided because of this, guys. That's that's what At I'm the saying. National freaking championship matches are going to be won and lost based on idiotic rules yeah that make no sense that you can justify in no way
1: exactly i mean i i I just don't think that is a take you can have like that um that these guys are just picking a result a call out of a hat and
3: that's a good thing so just stay out no you know what let's just have the arbitrariness the, the the arbitrariness of rules in freestyle um was what people used to complain about the most oh, i'm watching freestyle it's you know you never know what they're going to call sometimes they call this that freestyle has made changes to get less arbitrary and folk style somehow has managed to become more arbitrary how could we make this more gray i feel yeah. like
1: the, the takedown's pretty concrete right now what if we added um a completely confusing arbitrary component well that's what they did with with the boundary rule and uh, you, the fact that coaches are having to tell guys don't go out of bounds because you don't know what's going to happen, or don't push a guy out because you don't know what's—that's not a way to form tactics around a match. That's not a way. I mean, how do I explain to a fan why Barlow McGee got called for stalling here and not there, and then not, move there, forward, and move then not forward, there, move forward, move forward, forward. You get called for pushing. Uh, I'm pushing now. So wait, I didn't go out of bounds, but I'm not supposed to go out of bounds, but I still got called for stalling anyways. But this is good in your I, your opinion. This is a good thing, and there's a simple solution. No, the simple solution is not having a rule that is any way like this. And this is happening, and I know – here's here's another thing. I know that the the powers that be and the the officials are working really, really hard to get this right, and it's still not happening. And I know that this is a point of emphasis for them and that they're – Looking at this very closely and trying to get it right, but guess get what? Get what right? The rules. The rule was written horribly. Right, right. But so, so my point is, Willie, that they they're trying. They want it to be right. And even with all this effort, all this energy, all this focus on one rule, they still can't do it. Which just shows you the
3: rule can't be properly enforced. Well, I, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy all this effort, all this focus, because. They they removed stalling because they were scared to call it. They knew what, for years they knew what stalling was, and now they don't. I, yeah. th- I don't. Whatever. I don't even want to get into it. It's freaking ridiculous. It's like they're playing dumb. Yeah. Well, I
1: just had to get get that take off my chest. That that's right. a good. Bad it thing. only
3: took you six minutes.
1: That's not o- that C- long.
3: That's not that long.
1: All right. Oh, I'm sorry, Will. you, do you need have to be some- said. I'm sorry. Need you,
3: to be said. Do you have somewhere? To go? Do you have something to do that I'm not aware of? No, I'm just saying. Okay. I mean, we could still talk about it for
1: 20 more minutes. Oh, okay. So you were actually uh, applauding my brevity. I thought you were like, it only took yeah. you six minutes. Oh, okay. Thank you. Oh. All right. So so that's it. Whoa, <laughs> that's a show, right? We good? That's a show. I'm playing the outro music, baby. It's time to right. go. Uh, we thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make no. America great again. Oh no, we're not. We're not getting into Trump. Thanks so much for David Taylor hopping on once again. Class act, good guy. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes and Stitcher. I don't always mention Stitcher, but I love you, Stitcher. Thank you to all those Android users like Willie Sailor, who haven't come on, come over to the iPhone. Won't do
3: it.
1: He won't do it such a non-conformist but we'll see you next time that'll be next tu- oh it won't be next tuesday i got something popping uh, but we'll come at you again sometime next week thanks a lot and we will see you next time